good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there. You are listening to the Material Podcast, specifically episode 189 thereof. Subspecifically, you're listening to one of your hosts, Andy Anatko, and soon you will be listening to another one of those hosts. Florence Ion. That's my name. Yes. I had so I uh, I did some shopping before, right before the show and I took an Uber on the way back and I'm going to reveal a lot about my personality and uh so it's one of those rare times actually probably the first time the driver was listening to a podcast and hmm. she was reading she was and the podcast was a female voice reading one of like our ads or one of our uh, one of our advertisers uh. and uh I I'm I, I'm I'm not proud of the fact that I was disappointed when she wasn't listening to like our podcast. That's exactly how it. Maybe because my maybe because my mind was in already in like material space of here's I've already done the show notes. I've I've been spent the last hour or two like writing up the show notes and make sure everything. Uh, and but I, that that thought did like oh okay that, that would have been lovely if she was listening to us. Oh well. It would have been, I, I, you know, I think a lot about how to bridge the gap. <laughs> this is a slight, <laughs> this is a slight digression, but I do, I have been, I have been asking around to some of my gal pals, like, hey, so like, if we were going to, like, if I were going to like, you know, talk about tech in your ear, like. <laughs> What would you like me to like? What would you be interested in hearing? Please don't say the iPhone. Please don't say the iPhone. Please don't say the iPhone. <laughs> I know nothing about it. Um. Anyway, slight digression. <laughs> well, see, I uh, my thought was I, I I suddenly thought that this could be an opportunity with all the uh, all the times I uh, I ride Uber that if I could like I'll say I'll I, I normally will tip you roughly ten to twenty percent. Mm-hmm. I will tip you like double that if i have your word that i'm going to give you like the url of my of my uh, my android uh, google podcast if you have this going like every time you do a pickup and you claim that oh i listened to this these two for years and i think they're fabulous but uh, the the problem is it would be tough to track that sort of stuff yes and also you'd be you'd basically be using the money that we get do this podcast to pay for likes <laughs> it's not about money damn it i don't it. know it's how about, i feel about paying for likes it's about I'm market share it's about okay. buzz baby buzz okay samsung <laughs> um anyway <laughs> we're on a rocket ship to the toppermost question is does Ford and does Bank of America do all these big advertisers? You want to jump on board before we rocket through the stratosphere on our way to Mars, or do you want to just wave and saying, "Gosh, that could have been my career right there, just right, boom, boom, go, go, go." But I, I, I decided that no, Andy waved me aboard a comfortable seat, and I said, "No, wasn't this the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life?" Don't let this happen to you, major advertisers. Okay, maybe I'm letting the listeners in on something that. Okay, let's get into Google stuff. Uh, now we we keep talking about, or I don't know, maybe I keep talking about Google being like at the exact intersection between between incredibly cool and incredibly creepy. Uh, Andy, can I tell about the Venn diagram? Okay, you yes. Sent me last week. I'm sorry, Dad. I, 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 like I, I added a third lobe. Go ahead. 
I'm sorry. No, no, no. You go ahead. Sorry. No, I feel no. Like I, I took the wind out of your sail. No, 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 no. I, I believe me. If you were sitting here in my office, you'd know that I've got plenty of wind for everybody. Uh, there's so it was based. I've said this this to this bi-state Venn diagram that's at the intersection of cool and creepy. Um, I had to add. A, I felt as though I need to add a third lobe to this of incredibly useful because I kind of mm-hmm. some things are cool. Like, oh look, there's a uh, there's there's a hamster that is on a hamster wheel that's attached to an iPhone charger, and that's cool, but it's not terribly useful because animal you, cruelty. <laughs> yeah, and how many hamsters are you going to go through? Honestly, like assuming that you they have very short lives. Like, is the Anyway, well, I, I was I was more I was more like allowing them to like to ice down their joints and swap swap right. in, but have a team of be like a sure. like one of those four by four Olympic bike relays where they uh-huh. don't just do the whole thing themselves. But yeah, so but also like wow, not only is this really cool, it's also really really useful, and I'm glad this thing exists. Uh, and this came to mind, and I added that third lobe uh, when I was on uh, the the Google Home subreddit, and. Um, now this looks like a perfectly, uh, non-offensive, uh, Reddit handle, but I've been wrong before. So you know who you are, gentlemen. I will, I will link to this if you want to know what his name is. Again, it seems perfectly, but I have not run this through the urban dictionary. Mm. So I might not know that this is correct, but yeah, so he's, (laughs) so he was saying, he was talking about how he's getting ready uh, and getting packed uh, for a, a trip to Italy. And he Google Assistant gave him a notification just out of the blue saying, oh, by the way, my flight, your flight's been canceled. And it gave him it, it, it was he was the it was the first and only notification he got from anybody, including the airline, that this flight has been canceled. And it gave it it gave him the notification in time to not make a three hour trip to get to the airport. Uh, he, he said, now I've requested a full refund, changed my pajamas and I'm, I'm waiting Domino's pizza. You could have maybe he spelled Two pajamas with a with a Y, so maybe Domino's is the best delivery pizza he could yeah, get in his part of the world. That's but fair. still, Google, you are absolutely incredible. Thank you. And yeah, that that is exactly the sort of stuff that we're talking about. That let, maybe tomorrow, like after that pizza is kind of making its way through, you're going to be start starting thinking of wait a minute, how did how did it know all of this, and how did it know to give me that notification? And of course, it's of course it's monitoring Gmail. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's we have to give Google credit for doing these really really cool things. Although that kind of ties into something I didn't put into the notes because I'm just reminded of it. Uh, the Google is now uh, Flow knows the the of this particular downside of our profession that you as a journalist you get on these like PR lists and also these like mass like uh, the, these services that do nothing but co- collect. Uh, PR releases and send them like from this mm-hmm. other address. Now, apparently, uh, one of these PR things that went to my Gmail address triggered Google Assistant into thinking it was something that I had scheduled. So I got a Google Assistant reminder about something, some event that was happening that I don't remember scheduling. And then my second thought was, oh, God, our average, our, our spammers going to ruin the Google Assistant <gasps> by figuring out how to game Gmail to make them th- to get an to get an alert that you will definitely tap on that will take you to this Gmail about how to get again herbal pills for certain remedies. As it happened, it was just like an innocent, like typical like email that typical you know PR release flub. email. 
Yeah, so it screwed up. But it made yeah. me think, oh, God, if, if I were a bastard in the spam industry <laughs> yes. and this accidentally Perfect. happened to me, I would now be calling in the entire team and <laughs> saying, we're going we're gonna to need the conference room for the next four days. We got to figure out how to roll this out as a product by Monday because we are going to ruin a lot of lives and make a lot of money with this. Yeah, I'm. I guess that is a really good point, Andy. I think that uh, spam has definitely become more versatile in this day and age, like finding its way. And oh my gosh, what an awful thing to have like your Google Home uh, reminding you of like some ghost event that didn't even exist. Like that would actually creep me out. Yeah, that would creep me out a little bit because that means that there was some email that I missed that made it through that was totally fake that I didn't realize was fake. And then somehow that was executed as a, an appointment that I need to be reminded about. Oy. Yeah. But also the, the assistant is really, really good at this point that when it yeah. tells me something, I take notice because it's usually something valuable right. and that, that I'm grateful that it brought this to my attention, or I'm grateful that it was that easy for me to remind myself of something in the future. It gets, it gets level one priority attention, probably more attention than I give any real human that I know and love that's trying to call me. Okay. Not quite that, but it's, it's at least on an equal footing, which is definitely saying something. And that would be something that would be really really valuable to, again, a bastard in the spam mail industry. Okay. So spam is one thing, but have we been, I mean, the other thing that is sort of getting me about this is that it's like you said in the Venn diagram, it's like there is the collective notion of these are things that are going to be really helpful to me in the long run. And then, but these things are also opening me up to a new set of vulnerabilities that I, that I'm trying to figure out how to politely put it. But every time you design a window in your home to let in more light and joy, someone sees that as an opportunity to put a billboard right outside that window, blocking out said light and said joy. See, thank you, Andy. This is why we work so well together. Like you, you understand I'm trying to find a metaphor and I'm just stuck for it. Uh, yeah. So this week, the I don't know, Andy, if you're familiar with the Nest Secure, like what comes as part of the kit. So I only, the I only Nest, have the Nest camera. So, well, so the Nest Guard is a part of the Nest Secure kit. And it's basically like this hockey puck shaped um, dial pad that you use to get in and out of the house and kind of like turn on the security system. This is the one that connects the professional security, you know, so you can have like the professionals watching over you. Um, and I haven't installed because it also has hardware in it to link up like the doorbell and all some of the other stuff that I'm constantly testing in the house, right? So this week, apparently got an update that turns the little puck into a Google Assistant smart speaker. <laughs> and I just feel like it's like when I saw that, I just felt so it's optional, by the way. It does not automatically turn into a Google Assistant smart speaker when you uh, push the software update to it. You have to opt into that, which is is nice because I'm assuming people like probably already have a Google Home if they have this, right? They don't want to do a double whammy. But I was just thinking like, okay, so if I enabled this in my living room, that means that I would have two consistently active microphones in the living room plus 
the phones that are with us all the time. So that would put four microphones in the living room when we would both be in the living room. And it just, I started to feel very fatigued about that idea. And so although there was the user on Reddit who found it to be very helpful to be told not to go to the airport, um, I'm also thinking about the flip side, which is that, okay, so all these things are super convenient, but I've put so many of them in the house now. Like, it just feels, I feel crowded. I feel like I have more roommates than I bargained for. And they're not paying their share of the, the heat or electricity either. No, and it's the thing is I already have a cat to, like, take advantage of us. I don't need tech to do that, too. But I just, I've been thinking about that a lot. That that particular, uh, when I saw that press release, it was like, okay, now I have to think about, like, what am I going to do? Okay, so I have, like, a nest guard in the living room. I really didn't want that many microphones there. Uh, so this is a work in progress, but basically I need to rework the living room now to cut down on how many microphones are in there. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Uh, so I I ordered an Android TV. By the way, the, I finally ordered the Xiaomi Mi Box, twenty dollars more than what you bought it for during the holidays. But it was it was cheaper at Walmart than it was on Amazon. It's twenty dollars cheaper at Walmart than it was on Amazon. Yeah. And I decided I'm. It's coming. It should be here tomorrow. Um, which is when this podcast will go live, <laughs> and. I'm not going to be able to install it yet because I have uh, a mess of cables in the living room, but I'm just right now I'm collecting little bits for like this big turnover project to basically eliminate how many microphones are downstairs and upstairs. Yeah. I think that I, I don't know if that's unique to people like us who are like actively writing and testing these things, but at some, it's, it's almost like you have to sweep the home for bugs because you plug things in, Forgetting that, not not uh, and through not because of any skullduggery on the manufacturer's mm-hmm. part. It's just that you forget that. Oh, that's right. I have I I still have that uh, Amazon uh, Amazon Echo over there that I don't I even still use have anymore. That fifth free Google Home Mini that I got. I I have so many of these in the house that are just turned on, yeah. and I don't need. They don't need to be on. They really don't. Or they're, or they're don't, not even. Yeah. Or or you don't even necessarily need to have the microphone on. Like I have there, there's some that I'm using yeah. strictly to uh, extend uh, home audio to where I needed to go. I do have, I did have a Google Home Mini that I wasn't, that was just in a drawer somewhere. I wasn't really using it, and then I realized that the only reason why I've got like the TV in the bedroom kind of turned up at night is because. Well, because I'm stupid and didn't think about. Well, what if you just have like a speaker right there on the nightstand? Like like eighteen inches, twenty inches oh, yeah. away from right. your head. So now you can just use that as the as the audio source, and now that can be of a moderate volume, and you'll hear everything much much more clearly. But um, I don't know if I'm okay with keeping that switch turned on, even though that would be much much use. Do you see the the I I keep flip flopping on that idea because another thing is that. Again, I'm no longer in like a standalone house. I'm in the, the the downtown district, and I realized that like when my Google Home Max was the primary, the only like smart speaker uh, in the bedroom, mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, it's smart enough to like be quieter at night, 
but I realized that maybe my neighbors could hear, oh, Andy must be up because it's now giving the, it's now giving Andy the weather or now it's telling him like whether he whether it's and okay to use the bike. you can hear the bass of the assistant yeah. speaking. There's like a bass from the you don't, you don't, Max. You don't know what's being said, but you can hear. But you can hear. And yeah, you can feel it through the floor. I mean, that's just a testament, I will say. I'll give Google props on that. It's just a testament to the wattage that is in that. It's 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 a it's a very oomphy speaker. That's it good. is. It is. And so and so on that basis, when I'm still waking up, when I'm still groggy, <laughs> maybe it's okay to have just this little like bagel sized speaker just whispering into directly into my ear, so that my neighbors don't need to know that oh Andy's awake now. I wonder if I, this now would be a very good time to see if he'll he's willing to return that bunt pen that I lent him two weeks ago. See, I just, I just, just want to put the work back on my phone because my, I'm, my phone is with me all the time, which is bad. Uh, it is in do not disturb more often these days. Um, so that the only people whose messages I will see are from my husband and my best friend. Uh, sorry to everyone <laughs> else in my life. Um, because, but it's my controller. So I'm thinking, you know, I don't know if I want to talk so much. I don't know if I want to talk to something so much anymore. You know, I have all the I have yeah. all the icons, uh, the app icons in the strategic places on my home screen, or I have like my muscle memory to go there. I can do that real fast. Uh, I have the Google Home Hub in the bedroom, so like I can go in there and um, manually adjust all the lights. You know, as like we're getting ready for bed and stuff. Like, and you know, kind of like because I I have to I have to basically slowly bring down the lights in order for me to fall asleep. But like, I don't need to do any of this stuff with a voice. So anyway, this is, I, I just wanted to let everybody know. No, that, that's, that's a, <laughs> that's a really, really good point. Um, but uh, the Google assistant now let, let, let's, I, I want to follow up on the conversation I had, we had last week. Um, I did decide that okay, I should. I'll buy the Google Pixel USB C earbuds. We're talking about oh, yeah, earphones. Yeah. I bought those, and then after the uh, episode dropped, and uh, a couple of people were, were recommending different yeah. other alternatives, and someone recommended the OnePlus Bullets. Again, another set of USB C headphones. So I bought those two, uh, and also bought this really really cheap, like nine dollar Panasonic earbuds. The there it's such a lifestyle trend product that uh, again whereas we have the Google Pixel earbuds and the OnePlus Bullets we also have the Panasonic ErgoFit in-ear earbud headphones model RP-HJE120 hyphen R because I got them in red they are available in eight I think different fashion yeah, colors yeah very cute very nice purple. Yeah, exactly. I, I had a hard time choosing, as a matter of fact. So <laughs> go 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 to the show. Go to relay.fm slash material for for the link to that. Um, and if you if you missed last week or you've forgotten, basically I'm looking for a solution to the problem of I need to have a pair of headphones in every every laptop bag and every backpack that I'm likely to st to stick my computer in because I can't really afford to have. I, I I don't feel as though it's smart to spend what would be eighty dollars for every set for, for multiple sets of Bluetooth headphones, and yes, I know they're available for twenty bucks. I did buy a twelve dollars set that or a tore out my really made my ears feel bad. 
So I'm not going to spend any more money on cheap, cheap, cheap Bluetooth yeah. headphones. And and you're and you're back to the problem of well, what if you forgot to charge them and now you're stuck? And I don't like Bluetooth because then you have to make sure they repair and make sure they reconnect. And I really want to plug something in. I want copper, copper electrons move from the phone into your ear holes because you gave them a tunnel made out of purest copper for it to happen and it never fails. Uh, so. I will say that so so you got actually I belatedly have realized that I, I've I've got like the entire tree here. So the the Panasonic earbuds are just regular like audio jack sort of earbuds. Those are ten bucks actually a buck less than that, but ten bucks. The OnePlus Bullets are USB C and they're twenty bucks. The Google Pixel USB C earbuds are thirty bucks. And as far as audio quality goes. I think the 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 pixels and the bullets are really really close. I would probably give the edge to the pixels. I would probably also say that the pixels are more comfortable to wear um because uh for the benefit of everybody listening via audio I'm holding up the end of the earbud to the camera so that Flo can see it. Uh, it look it really does look like the very very end of like the Apple AirPods. Only you get this little loop of extra cord that you can shorten or lengthen to make it you know, to nice sort of tuck case, into Andy. one of the worlds. Hmm? Sorry, it's a nice little case that you have. Yes, that is. A- Andy <laughs> has a little case with like a, it has a winder built into it. And a little cup, like in the center cup. of it. These are these are for like a pair of Shure uh, earbuds oh, that I had, fancy. like years ago yes. and i broke i tore them apart like years ago but fortunately the zippered case like still works fine <laughs> um but the other the, and, but the other thing i really dig about them is that uh whereas the the bullets they give you your basic volume up volume down pause mm-hmm. uh which are which are nice that's that's the thing i really really wanted that's the reason why my first go-to last week was not these cheap panasonic earbuds because i want the ability to at least you know to change the volume as i'm going uh, the the Google Assistant integration on the Pixel C, uh, U- Pixel USB Cs, the ability to flip a switch in settings, and if there's a notification, it will read. The, it will just tell you. It, it will give you the bling of a notification coming in, and then you just press and hold on the action button, and it will then read the notification to you. Or you can press and hold and say. Like when I'm on the bike, often I just want to know like what time it is mm-hmm. because I can't I can't really read because of the lighting or whatever. I'm, I can't really read my watch, and we'll just say, <laughs> "Okay, Google, let's go, okay, Guillermo, I'm sorry, Jim, please do that edit so that people don't get their <laughs> Google Assistant turned on." Like, okay, Guillermo, what time is it? Or okay, or, okay, Guillermo, turn on the lights in the kitchen because I know I'm heading home. Right. Uh, it's it's. Um, I don't know if it'll settle the problem of like wanting, I don't know if I, 30 bucks is right at the limit of buying four sets of these so that I have them available everywhere. Fortunately, by testing these, I now have two sets of USB-C earbuds, one pair of the El Cheapo Panasonics. I might buy one more pair of Pixel Buds. Um, so really? I, why, why really? I just, they just don't stay in my ear. It's just really frustrating for me. See that, yeah. See that that's the that's the other thing. I want to solve this problem, and it it's annoying when 
the sound is fine. The price is right where I want to be. But my, my real test has not been listening to a wide variety of music of all kinds of genres to check on the bass response, the amount of air around the instruments. It's just not even having them plugged into anything and seeing how long can I stand having these things in my ears. And those the $12 Bluetooth set that I got, it was just killing me after there's yeah. like a it, it was a, a plastic there's like a plastic housing with all like the speak the audio things in it and then like a silicone thing you plug into your ear but there was enough of the diameter on the plastic thing that was all it has to do is like put any pressure against the cartilage on your ear and it's just i don't care if, if these are audio instructions on how to disarm the bomb that's right in front of me right now i'm yanking those things out of my ears because they were so uncomfortable just, yeah yeah exactly so, yeah. Uh, so I, they were comfortable for me. The audio quality was good. I like the convenience factors, but it, it's still, it's it, you still have to go to the, you have you still have to acknowledge that USB C kind of stinks. It's not. It doesn't. It's not as inconvenient as Bluetooth, but I still had to have the choice of either continuing to listening to music on my phone last night. Or charging it because I couldn't do both because USB C was was tapped up with it. Also, uh, while it was doing something real, the phone was doing something really, really super busy in the background. It wasn't really disrupting the audio per se, but sometimes there'd be it as I'm I'm listening to this wonderful t music, and maybe like every three minutes there'd be this like uh. little like sort of because it got you know, some buffer got overflowed. And not enough to drive me crazy, not but enough to make me realize that starting this... to drive me crazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it wasn't quite that. It wasn't quite that much. But like again, maybe once every for for a ten minute period, once every couple of minutes, enough to make me think this is really harshing my mellow man. It's harshing I've got my a bad. playlist here called peaceful peaceful pulse rate down track list. And this is really dampening my Elon. And I paid $30 for the privilege of having my Elon dampened. $30 is a lot of money, folks. Might not be for some of y'all out there, but $30 yeah. is a lot of money. Plus, and yeah, and plus, considering that now I can't, I'll be able to use this on the Pixel Book and the phone, but I can't use them on my MacBook Pro. Because, of course, my, my I have the older MacBook Pro that doesn't have USB C. Oh, so I don't know. I'll, I'll probably wind up buying some more of these like cheapo, <laughs> cheapo Panasonics just to, like, again, not as daily wear things, but as, oh, damn, I forgot my my really nice uh, AirPods or I forgot my really nice Pixel Buds. Thank God I've got these cheap <laughs> Panasonic $9 headphones that don't look all that durable. Like they have this connector like near the end of the uh, near the end of the plug, that they his... look like they came with a toy. They look like not not just. They look like, like they... they came with the C and spell. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean they they sound fine. Uh, they just uh, they and I'm, it's not that they they look like the sort of headphones you'd get earbuds you'd get with the phone. They sound like the kind of earbuds you'd get with a really really cheap phone. That mm. tells you that ooh, I'd better I'd better not have like even wallpaper of clouds on this phone because that will damage it with water because this is so cheaply made. <laughs> uh, I remember what that was like in college. I didn't have a lot of money. 
uh, because I was paying for my own commuting from the suburbs to the city and minimum wage was a lot. Well, actually, it still is low in a lot of places, but in California, it's certainly gone up. But anyway, I remember like just buying a pair of of $20 headphones, which was a huge splurge for me at the time. And the worst was when the wires would start to just, you know, from all the times that you would wind it up and like, listen, it just, I I was winding it up. We're all winding up our headphones. You're not just, you know, stuffing them anywhere. I just remember being super frustrated how quickly they would go. Yep. Sigh. Anyway, now we have to buy expensive USB-C ones. Yes, thank you. All and all because the engineers at multi-billion-dollar corporations can't be bothered to figure out how to put make room for both a headphone jack and a charging slash data port. Yeah, so the headphones I was buying in college were for a were for a two hundred and fifty six megabyte MP three player that I had that also had FM radio. There you yeah. go. No, a, no AM. <laughs> you you couldn't. You no AM. Couldn't it get, was only no. FM. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why they never put AM radio on those things. If somebody out there knows, please enlighten me because maybe maybe because they're using the. I know that the ones that had FM radios were typically using the head using the headphone cord oh, as an right, FM as antenna. The, right. Otherwise, they'd have to put an they'd have to put an additional AM antenna in the thing. That's true. Oh gosh, how far have we come, folks? <sighs> It is truly an age of wonders. Wow. So many wonders, proprietary dongles and headphones that don't work with the different gadgets. And boy, Andy sure has spent a lot of money trying to find a pair of headphones. Andy just wants to listen to his music. For you, for you, the (laughs) listeners, and for my readers and everybody. I'll say, talk about before we go to our ad. Uh, I, I'll, I'll just, and, and the headphone, oh, the last headphone Andy, thing. Oh, I, I have a yeah, pad you see? like that too. No, I've got, I, uh, this are is how Sony's? hard, uh, no, this is, this is, yeah, these are the original like ear pads. I'll, I'll have a picture like in the, in the show notes of my original like Sony, uh, uh, the Sony headphones over the ear headphones that I bought like maybe three or four years ago for podcasting purposes. And now like the, the, all like the, the fabric on the outside of the ear cups is shot. You can see like the, the foam on the inside. And I'm going to, I'm going to post this to Instagram too, because this is how hard I podcast, man, because I'm wearing out ear cups on my Sony headphones. I actually, I actually bought, uh, <laughs> actually, so it, it, rounding out probably to an even like hundred dollars, the amount of money I've spent on, sound going into my ear holes technology i bought a replacement pair of like ear pads uh for yeah. did, did the i did the upgrade myself so that's like just it's like rotate like uh, swapping from like snow tires to regular yeah. radials I, I, there was definitely uh, definitely belts showing treads showing on these things my but husband that, loves that's how hard that i listen pair. He loves that pair. He has the same Sony studio headphones as you, and I just buy him new pads for Christmas every year because he wears them out listening yeah. to to music, just having them on all day. And you know why? It's because I'm the one who's like, I don't want to hear anybody's music. Yeah. Well, also, also uh, <laughs> the, the other thing I bought that, that, rounds, that actually rounds it up to 100 bucks is I actually bought like a hard shell case for them 
because yep. it's been it's been so cold over the past month. I have been wearing them out as 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 earmuffs. As earmuffs? Oh, <laughs> yes. I I used to they're have a really, pair. They're really good earmuffs. I used to have a pair of Xiaomi headphones that I use as earmuffs actually because it gets it's very it's very windy in San Francisco and it's like that very chilly wind when it goes yeah. through your ears. And so I would get I would have big headphones so that when I would commute in, my ears were covered <laughs> and also covered in. <laughs> Audio. Also, also, uh, people on people on the subway they have to be a little bit attentive to realize that you've got earbuds in and you're not going to be able to react to anything they tell you. But boy, like these big over the ear things say, yeah. "Oh, he's one of those people." I can Don't I can insult his me. yes exactly I can insult his tie right now and he will, and he can't even hear me or at least he has to pretend fine. not to. Go hear ahead. Me. Yes. Uh, shall we add? Yes, let's add. This episode of Material is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you want to create an online store. Maybe you want to create a portfolio. Maybe you want to create a blog. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that lets you do just that. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff because Squarespace has got you covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help. They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. And all those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your lovely ideas. Squarespace is great for friends that want to start a blog or... Maybe if you decide bravely to get into business with that great friend of yours, you can use Squarespace to help you do all of the commerce action. Best of all, Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com material. When you decide to sign up, use our offer code, that's material, to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and to show your support for our podcast. Once again, that's squarespace.com material and then use the code material to get 10% off your first purchase. We thank Squarespace for their support. Squarespace. Make your next move. Make your next website. If you've been paying attention to like broader tech news, you know that Apple had a decided to put its foot down and be angry at both Facebook and Google for abusing the uh, the developer enterprise How certificates. How dare you! <laughs> That's Apple. If were I wearing a monocle, sir, I would assure you it would be plopped straight into my martini glass. That's how upset we are. Yep, yep. And Apple totally has a monocle around the neck. Yeah. As an accessory. Because two two lenses would be excessive. Absolutely. (laughs) They're gonna they're gonna still charge you the same as a regular pair of glasses. It's an heirloom glass, after all. An yes. aluminum heirloom. Okay, sorry. People, people who need vision correction in both eyes—that's an edge case. Yes. And you know, you can't, you can't change your product to deal with every single edge case. It's a foolish yep. right. Uh But yes, yeah, so if you've been hearing, if you've been hearing about this, uh, there are the, the way that if you you build in-house apps, if you are uh, a big company like like Google or Facebook or GM or whatever, um, whether it's actually for your employees to use around the corporate campus or your salespeople to use, or if it's just your testing software that you intend to release to the general public, you use this thing called the Developer Enterprise Certificate that's issued by Apple that allows you to install apps that don't go through the App Store. With the idea being that if you are definitely, once you've finished building your app and you want to deploy it, then you submit it to the App Store and Apple either accepts or rejects it. So you can do whatever you want 
with a developer enterprise certificate. But of course, once you submit it to the App Store, rules apply. Uh, so if you want to write an app and distribute it to actual users, and these are not going to conform to the rules that Apple would apply, you could sneakily have all these users install it based on your developer enterprise certificate, which you're not supposed to do. Uh, Google and Facebook both had apps that were broadly doing the same thing. They were there to uh, look at all of the network traffic going in and out of your phone and look at other things you're doing on your phone. In both cases, it wasn't spyware per se because you had to opt in. You had to specifically ask for it and opt in and do all the steps necessary to install it. And they were giving you like 20 bucks a month in gift cards in exchange for giving them the, this research, what they were calling research data. Uh, but nonetheless, they were not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to use this certificate to release any apps to the outside. And Apple decided to punish both by uh, basically pulling those certificates uh, in the case of Facebook for a full day, in the case of Google for a few hours because uh, uh, TechCrunch ratted on Facebook. Uh, and then after a few hours later, Google sensed that, oh, we're, they're probably going to catch up with us soon enough. So they voluntarily pulled their own apps and Apple still felt, okay, well, now instead of getting a whole day, you'll get a few hours in the penalty box, which was fun, fun, fun for them because not only could they not test any of like the, like the, the Instagram apps or any of the Google apps, but also like you couldn't. You couldn't like schedule for a pickup for the company bus. You couldn't like order a burrito in the company cafeteria. Uh, it was a major bummer for lots of people. Uh, there was a different, but there was a, first of all, I, I want to bring this up for a couple of reasons, even though it was a, an Apple really story. First, this is, it really illustrates for me the difference between Google and Facebook, even when they are naughty, when they do something they shouldn't have, uh, Here's what Google's app was an app called Screenwise Meter, which uh, was for which they you can actually even see on YouTube. Here's a video that they 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 may put together for people who are interested in installing this app. They were trying to they say that they're trying to figure out uh, to track how people were following video and content from one device to another to another. Uh, you needed to uh, you you couldn't you absolutely couldn't sign up for it if you're under eighteen uh, if you're your household had already signed up for it. Uh, the person, your parent could then give permission for you to also have this thing on your phone. You also had like an actual box they sent you to plug into your cable router, uh, all this sort of stuff. Uh, and they were also very, very, very upfront about what this was for and who was sponsoring this. And when they got caught or even before they got caught, Google said, yeah, you're right. That was that was shifty. We shouldn't have done that. And so we voluntarily pulled this stuff uh, and compare and contrast this with what Facebook did, which is number one, the, the, the app that they created was called uh, uh, Facebook Research. Uh, they advertised it <laughs> through social media ads that concealed that was being done by Facebook. They had a third party like uh, round people up for this. Number three, uh, you couldn't, uh, if you were under the age of 18, it was really no problem to sign up for it. Uh, when they backpedaled on this and they're uh, issuing press releases after the, after the hullabaloo broke, oh, well, you know, we, we weren't, atta we weren't going after underage people. And when they did, they had a signed form from uh, consent form from their parents. And of course, immediately afterward, <laughs> other journalists were like, okay, well, let's see if I sign up for this. And I just 
click a checkbox saying that, yes, I've got permission from my mom and dad. Yep, good. You're in the program. No problem. Uh, so that was kind of BS, wasn't it? Uh, that this wasn't just an app for this one product. It was an entire infrastructure for spying on everything. Uh, it was based on uh, a previous app called Onovo, Onavo, Ona, uh, O-N-A-V-O, Protect, that uh, they'd already gotten into trouble with Apple for having on the App Store. This was like a fake, this is a VPN that was promoted as, oh, well, here's a free VPN that will protect your traffic. Instead, it was there to keep look at all of your traffic not only your traffic but also what other apps are you running uh one of the big uh parts one of the big pieces of information that came out when this uh, other app uh got booted from the app store was that uh, you know how facebook bought whatsapp well the reason why they were so interested in buying this is because anavo protect allowed them to see all the other apps that people were running on their phones. And when they suddenly real, they, they were able to see that, oh, there's this new app called WhatsApp that people are using instead of Facebook Messenger, we should probably buy this because it's going to be a competitor to us. Uh, and, uh, and, that's and, where it starts to get yeah. a little... And, and well, no, it starts. See, and even, even no, the, yeah, you're right. <laughs> even in the Facebook research thing, like, oh, by the way, uh, here's instructions on how to like go to Amazon.com and like download your past 30 days of purchases because we'd really like to see that too. And this is not worth twenty dollars of gift cards a month. This is the this is really really skeevy. Um, and also they're denying, and also, of course, people can tear apart, developers can tear apart the Facebook research app, and they were able to discover that this really is the old Anavo Protect app, only with, like, rebranding on it, and they denied that it was that, but of course, well, here is the code, it is the same code, even all the internals, like, have the same, like, function calls as the original one, um, uh, so <laughs> I'm saying that uh, Google has at least... There's at least a they're they're willing to go into the neutral zone of plausible deniability, assuming that they knew they were doing something that they absolutely shouldn't have been doing. They're at least to say, oh, okay, I can I can believe that you were bending the rules in a way that you thought was harmless. Whereas Facebook, we're just being a bunch of jerks, which is what they do. They're a bunch of jerks. So. I'm sorry. That's a, that's more background that maybe maybe you needed, but uh, so it's it's it, but it did bring up a couple of questions that I thought were interesting. Number one, Google, uh, when all this fall for all uh, came about, voluntarily pulled their research app from uh, from iOS users, uh, but it's still running on the place uh, on the Google Play Store. Uh, also, the Facebook app uh, and the actually the original Anavo Protect uh, VPN is still available on the Play Store. So, so we're talking about we're talking about three apps here: Anavo Protect, which was pulled from the App Store a couple of years ago when it proved to be pretty darn evil. Uh, we're talking about the Google Google Screenwise Meter app, which Google decided to pull from iOS in, in anticipation of Apple being not happy about it, uh, and the Facebook Research app. And the thing is, all of these are now no longer available on iOS or iPhones. However, they're also available on the Google Play Store. Yeah. And the thing is, 
on the Apple side of things, the the reason why they got banninated uh, was because of the abuse of the developer enterprise certificates. It didn't go as far as the content of the apps, but however, on top of that, it would never have been placed in the App Store because it violates so many uh, rules that developers have to follow. But does it put a? Do you think that it puts a burden on Google to say, well, maybe we should get rid of, maybe we should remove the Anavo Protect VPN from the Google Play Store. Maybe we should remove some of these like opt-in spyware apps to protect our users. Do they? Do you think they have a responsibility to consider that? I don't think this sounds. This is cynical of me, admittedly, but I don't know if it would be immediately. I mean, because the thing is, so I was reading some of that screen, right? Whatever it was called, uh, screen wise, I was reading some of like what the I was just quickly perusing what the terms of use were for that, which was like this is supposed to be for people who opted in to like give Google this data. And so it should only be used for them, et cetera. You know, I think that. Google would see that as like, well, they opted in. So what's yeah. the problem? I mean, the whole reason you're using the Android platform is because you've opted into something. But I also feel like the way that things are going in Silicon Valley, things are getting, things are becoming really political and strategic in a sense. And I see this on Apple's part as being very strategic, like, look, guys, we told you that like these people are super unsafe. Like These companies are not the ones that you want to give your money to. You want to give your money to us because we do everything localized, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and so I could see it being used in that way. And so I would think that for Google, in order to basically save face going forward, like they should maybe do things that optically look good to the public. That's the cynical part of me because I'm saying that it would be for optics. But I mean, I also... I'm not saying that everybody who, you know, works for these companies is like, whatever. Uh, I'm just saying that this, these are companies and we have to think about the fact that like the business is the bottom line. Okay. Yeah. And so when the business is the bottom line, uh, the smart thing to do in business, or at least from my perspective would be to present good optics. That's, I guess that's, that's me coming from, a journalist who's worked with a lot of PR perspectives and that I like, I know what good optics are and I feel like good optics are always, they're always, they always, yeah. they work, they work for a reason. And, but in order for those optics to work, you have to like put the practice behind it. And so I think that for Google's sake, uh, and just in how much money it's been, uh, fined <laughs> for things and <laughs> and just how like Apple repeatedly uses their keynotes as a time to like poke at all these other companies. It would just be in the company's uh, best business interests to kind of change the way things are done. And so I understand that this is like how a lot of data is accumul accumulated, but maybe it's time for us to change the ways that this data is accumulated. Yeah, and maybe in, maybe instead of monetary compensation, it's like maybe you have to you have to go through a screening process or whatever yeah. to to have access to this, and maybe maybe it's in the vein of they give you other things. I don't know. Yeah, I I I think that it's it could be a very positive thing if Google was more explicit about their relationship with the users. And if they ever felt as though they needed to return the fire against Apple, 
they could say, well, how much did you pay for Google Maps? And it's so good that we didn't we didn't competitively destroy every other digital map maker maker we're just so good it's hard to compete when you've got you if yeah. microsoft is not without resources they created a search engine called bing and we still have the we still have the we still have the verb for google for for how to search for things on the internet because our search is just so good and here's your here's your uh, document suite and here's your classroom suite and here's your ability to buy a, a, a 2018 2019 caliber phone that costs not $900 and we're saying that yes we do collect information and sell ads but that helps us to give the world things for free that are very very useful and that a lot of people would have a really hard time paying for on their own so be wary of be aware of the transaction we're offering but we think we're offering you a good transaction and part of that is that we're building particularly our next version of Android, which is very privacy oriented. We're trying to keep pay attention to your privacy. We've always protected your privacy as best we can. We're going to we give you so many pages of permissions. You're just going to be all permissioned we're gonna, out. We're going to make it so hard for Facebook to track you or any other one that has a competing ad network. Uh, but the, but we but, won't stop Samsung from having them pre-installed on your new Galaxy phones. Yes. <laughs> anyway. But the, okay, so the other thing is that now uh, the among the among the different ways that Facebook's re- <laughs> reaction to this TechCrunch story was did not put them in a good light was that they were so whiny about it. And they're saying things, uh, Apple's being mean to us. That was a direct quote, by the way. I, I think it was from Bloomberg's piece. A <laughs> spokesperson was quoted as saying, um, and there's definitely been a, sh- a starting to become a shooting war between Apple and Facebook. Apple, I, I'm sure, is leg- is sincerely repulsed by Facebook and what it what it represents. But they also know that Facebook is a really good target for Apple to promote itself. Google is more or less collateral damage, I think. And this was. W- what I think is kind of a rare intersection where Apple couldn't take this action against Facebook without also taking it against Google. However, Google pays Apple about $12 billion a year for all the, for, for all to, to remain like the, uh, the default search engine. And also so that Safari drives so much traffic to, uh, to Google and to Google ad servers servers. Also Apple sure Sure doesn't want to have a phone where there are no Google apps or services maintained for the platform. So they can't be they, they can fire as many arrows at Facebook as they want, but they have to be a little bit more careful about how big they offend Google because if Google decided to fight back, which would be disastrous for both companies, but they could put a little bit of the hurt on on Apple. We're, we're gonna be talking about yeah. uh, a little bit about Google's uh, earnings call. Uh, at the end of the show, mm-hmm. Apple had their earnings call uh, this uh, this week, and one of the big highlights was, "Hey, look how much money we're making on services. Services is really taking off." Remember how we said that Apple services is going to be a big part of our business, uh, but they also factor <laughs> services in cl- the 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 money that they get from services includes again that twelve billion dollars they're getting from Google. So they might not have had quite such a good year 
in the services column had it not been for that big check. It's not the only thing they were doing, but it's a non it's a non trivial uh, contribution to that. But I, I'm kind of wondering. Like if if Apple stays the course of well we have to be we have to fire the same we we have to punish the same people for the same crimes as we see them, I wonder how much collateral damage Google might collect in the future from Apple. This is gonna be this is gonna be a big theme I think for 2019. Um, it's interesting to see this unfold because it really is. It, it's it's gonna unfold a lot more. I, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna hold back a little more of my opinion right now. Yeah. Because I've 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 talked about how I feel about it. So I'm very um I'm gonna be very interested to see what uh what soap opera uh happens <laughs> in Silicon Valley this year and and uh next year I'm probably gonna pitch a pilot about it. <laughs> <laughs> Silicon maybe, maybe, Valley, maybe. the soap opera. <laughs> maybe to maybe to Apple's new streaming network. <laughs> that's, oh, hey, that's, that's opening yeah. up on April or Facebook. <laughs> yeah, it's mm. uh, it, it might you know it, it or for YouTube TV. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You want you want viewers and ads. <laughs> Ouch! But it's 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 weird. It, it might even help out Google because Facebook. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you have Mr. Zuckerberg who is personally seems to be personally offended by all everything that Tim Cook has been saying against unnamed companies that are clearly meant to be Facebook up to the point where Facebook's <laughs> Zuckerberg urging his his employees to switch from iPhones to Android devices and actually if, if when someone asked the follow up question wow is this is this about like a spiteful thing in response to what tim cook said the res- the response was no we just we just we thought that that facebook should standardize on the most popular mobile platform on the planet ooh that's that's when you decide, you know what? I'm going to close up my laptop. I'm going or I'm going to put away my phone. I think I'm going to get off this subway at the very next stop because something's going down and I don't want to have to testify about it or get caught up in the <laughs> in the in, in, in what's in what's going on. But as the ability to say uh to sort of navigate this by by saying that Oh, you know what, Apple? You're you're, make, you're making a good point. Why don't we? We're gonna adapt. We're gonna adopt or uh, adopt and adapt to make sure that we we're we're very very good participants in the iOS ecosystem, up to, short of you know slitting their own throat, but saying by, behind the scenes being able to say there's a way that we can continue to pay you twelve billion dollars <laughs> and continue to deliver a lot of the value. Of the uh, of of Google of uh, what people consider to be the value of having a mobile phone, while still making as much money as we possibly can and being able to afford uh, to make more fiberglass Androids for our Android garden and make wacky self driving cars that aren't making any money and actually losing lots of money. I was just thinking last night, what would it be like if I? Okay, never mind. I'm not going to go on that tangent. <laughs> Okay, well, see, okay, so so now uh, one, we definitely wanted to cover this uh, more of cool things that Google does that makes you not want to hate them as much as oh, you I hate think Facebook. That, so what I'm teasing what you're about to okay. talk about, but I uh, I think that 
sometimes what happens is Google will announce something that is uh, a part of its technology that was kind of taken out and put into its own little package. And uh, it tends to be very useful for us journalist folk. Yep, this is this is one of them. This is uh, they they announced two features that are for ac- that increase accessibility uh, for people who have uh, hearing problems. Uh, one is something that was shown off at Google I/O this year, and it's finally coming out. Uh, it's an app called Sound Amplifier, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a software sound processor that doesn't just amplify sounds th- th- from the microphone through the earphones, but also can detect human speech. And sort of unpack it from background noise, uh, probably somewhat based on proximity to the microphone, yeah. but a, a whole bunch of elephant magic. Basically, I, I, I have problems like that too. Like if there's a, if we're at a, a loud restaurant, I have such a hard time hearing the person who's right across from me, even though there might be louder than these. There's so much conversation happening around. Uh, and so we'll just isolate that sound and mute the background sound. Yeah, I can't has, mute the background on my own. I, I want to hear yeah. everybody's conversation. I want to eavesdrop on everybody at the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> what, see, what I, what I need to know is if this will work over Bluetooth, because Apple has a similar sort of feature. It's not, it's, uh, not as sophisticated by the sound of it, uh, but... Uh, basically, the, even just the ability to say, "Well, I'm going to put my phone in front of right in front of you, and I'm sitting five feet away, but now I can hear you better." Uh, but it also means that you can leave an iPhone in a room and walk into the next room with your Bluetooth headphones and hear everything that's going on in that room. So it'd be interesting if they decided, guess what? We're going to make this limited to uh, just a copper connection because we don't we get enough crap from everybody about being spies anyway. From 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 the microphones that we tell people that we're putting into their rooms that they put in voluntarily, uh, it's it's really really cool. It's something that I really want to try on my own. Uh, sound amplifier is in the Google Play Store, uh, so that's that's a real thing right now. Uh, Live Transcribe is another app, uh, but is a brand new one that we haven't heard about before, and it will turn speech into on-screen text in real time. Mm, uh, that's and, the one that I yeah that I'm going to be using. I see. I want to know now. This is this isn't available to the public yet. You can you can get in on a on a public beta, and the page. It's not just for the curious. They're trying to highlight people who have a need for this, who can actually test it and and, and show them tell how well this is working for someone who has. It's an ex- uh, it is, They are accessibility uh, focused, right. so they're not exactly. actually for those of us trades people. Yes. But even so, you probably have the same thought that I did. Like, can you save that to a text file? Yeah, exactly. So I can just <laughs> copy and paste. Can I? Can I? Can I just like go to the next like Google or Apple Keynote and just keep keep my phone on my shoulder like a parrot, and then when I need to write something up an, an hour later, just copy and paste exactly. what I need instead of having to type furiously as I go. Uh, that would be lovely. I imagine the live transcribe, though, would also be super helpful for people in a bilingual situation. Yeah. To just have like that automatic because, I mean, Google Translate works that well, works that way. But I, I mean, imagine just having like an app that just solely focuses on that without having to wait for the computer to like process what was said. And like, yeah, you're, you're having that real time facilitation. Yeah, it's it's the the fact that it's already available in seventy different languages, 
that's pretty cool. It also allows people to type back responses. I don't know how the interface to that Wait, goes. Wait, isn't this just the the uh, the technology that's in the Pixel Buds? The uh, well, the, trans, it, well, the live transcribing Pixel Buds, not the ones you bought, or even or even just in Google Translate, where it can listen to it. Given that it can listen and translate something from English to French or Chinese uh, as you go, I imagine. I don't know. Maybe one of the things they did was they managed to solve a buffering problem where, whereas in conversation through Google Translate, I say something and then you wait for the translation, you read it off the screen or listen to it, then you say something mm -hmm. and then I wait for the translation. Uh, it must be a different problem to simply someone is talking and talking and talking and talking, particularly in a noisy environment, maybe. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. Again, it's a public beta. Uh, it's, both are apps going to come pre-installed on Pixel 3 phones moving forward. Interesting. But if you want, yeah. Uh, huh. But if you want live transcribe, you have to get into the limited beta and or wait uh, for the for the thing to come out for real. Huh. Um, but they now hmm. this this act this also made me remember uh, now sound amplifier was demoed at Google I/O. We're seeing it now. That's great. Only about two or three months before the next Google I.O. The one one of the apps that I thought was mo one of the most interesting things they showed off for uh, accessibility was that app called Lookout, where you're wearing, again, people who have vision impairments are uh, will are wearing uh, like a Pixel phone, kind of like a pendant, and the camera is facing out and describing what it's seeing and saying the path straight ahead, the, the path uh, turns to the left in the next 20, 20 feet, or you hold up something right. in front of you and saying the documents it's a the document says such and such and such uh or the thing you're holding up and the, the the thing you're holding up is a pair of socks and it's red which seemed really super interesting uh they haven't i don't think they've mentioned it since and i actually looked through the google research blogs and couldn't find a mention of it i'm sure it's coming out and i'm sure that uh, maybe it's something else maybe it's a, it just seems like one of those super uh it's it's one of those rare things that comes out of Google I.O. where you don't have to have someone explain to you like what the point of this is and why it can be useful. It's like having someone with a, a workable intelligence who's walking with you and describing everything to you that you need described to you. Um, it's non-trivial, I'm sure. I'm sure that it's must be one of those apps where you can get 95% of it and 5% of the time it takes to build it. Mm -hmm. And then the remaining 5% of the app takes up the remaining 95% of your time in development. But I can't wait to see that, uh, that come out because it really does. This is, this is another thing where you kind of forgive when, Oh, look, someone managed to hack a nest, a next nest security camera from remote from remotely and use it to scare people with, yeah, but again, look at these free tools they're giving for right. people who have vision impairments. All right, but you're you're going to fix the security problem. Oh, absolutely! Art, right, we've already fixed it. All right. So maybe maybe that's maybe all the beneficial things they do for society are just like PR that's, that allows them to keep like tracking people for ads. Yeesh. <laughs> Um, oh, that's, that's that's too cynical. Okay, that's that's Generation yeah, I, X cynicism. Yeah, that yeah, that was that was a little <laughs> too cynical for my millennial brain. Um, hence the reaction. Andy, should we should we talk a little bit about some of the money that Google made? <laughs> yes, a little a little bit. The the, the uh, again the earnings call was uh, this Monday. There's a lot of earnings uh, calls 
this last yep. week and a half. And I have actually kind of been off Twitter because I like to wait until after. Because the whole live blogging of earning call is like. Yeah, that's whew, yeah, that's, that's a unnecessary. Lot. A, well, no, I understand it for, for certain uh, Twitter circles and um, people who like watch that stuff real time. But I have to be out of out of the sphere because it, it becomes too much. And it's it's it is interesting though because when you have uh, when you have a CEO speaking on the record that happens like all throughout the year, and you even often ha- you even sometimes have opportunities for people to ask them questions. Right. Sometimes, however, during during a quarterly earnings call, however, anything they say there are legal repercussions if they say something uh-huh. that is not true or misleading. So that's when you pay close attention because the they can't fudge anything. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> and and also everybody is leaping on this all at the same time to give their own uh, analysis. Uh, just briefly, there's uh, g- good news and bad news depending if you're an investor or just someone who's flying with the company. Uh, they had revenues of thirty nine point two billion dollars. That's up twenty two percent. Yay! Uh, okay. uh, but the, the stock took a three percent dive. Boo! Because uh, because they were they're spending a lot more in capital uh, expenditures. So that's basically the money that they spend to acquire companies, buy buildings, hire people, that sort of stuff. That's way 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 up. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think it's uh, I think I have a note here where it's something like twice uh, what they spent over the last year uh, in uh, expenditures. Uh, however, the uh, CFO. Uh, Parat says uh, the rate of growth slash expenditures is going to, quote, slow meaningfully, unquote, over time. So it looks like there was a big push for something. Uh, and that something might have been cloud computing. Um, Alphabet has been saying that cloud computing is a huge priority. Uh, they didn't give any information about how much of the $25 billion they spent in capital expenditures was on the cloud. However, there were 4,000 new hires uh, both salespeople and technical people uh, in cloud. That's most the most sizable increases that they did in staffing was in their cloud uh, cloud business. Uh, so. That makes sense. That that makes a lot. It's that's very inside baseball. Uh, for those who are not inside Silicon Valley, but cloud is like the big money maker. And if you've got a lot of cloud infrastructure, you're a king. And also, this happened right before we started recording, but. Uh, I think Google had announced that it was like the public fl- facing cloud infrastructure for the Warriors, for the Golden State Warriors. So just something to keep in mind of like what is trans, what yeah. will be transpiring from your favorite like tech companies and the ways that they're going to embed themselves into things yeah. just for like, j- basically for both bragging rights and just like w- notoriety within Within the the world, yeah, within they, they, their little. It, it's not. It's not like the Golden State Warriors is. Oh my God, that's 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 more valuable than getting like ten percent of all government war yeah, expenditures. No, no, but it's the, just... but it's a way to get people. Oh, by the way, cloud, 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 Google, Google, Google. And you, hey, you like the sports ball people? Hey, look, cloud computing. We're into it. Um, it's a, it's a, those pr- poor warriors, by the way, yeah. <laughs> there's tech companies. First it was CTE. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. Oh, <dear. laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, p- people, a lot of people don't know that even though Amazon is, uh, they do, uh, what is it? 50% of all, of all on, uh, online store sales are through Amazon. Yeah. Uh, they certainly make the most revenue via the Amazon store, but the yeah. most money in terms of actual profits is made through Amazon web services. 
the the right. actual like cloud computing stuff. Yes. So uh, when you compare the uh, twenty five billion dollars in total uh, that was spent again capital expenditures, you compare that to Amazon spent eleven point three billion dollars, mm. and that does that's not just cloud. That's everything, but. Yeah, and Microsoft is also making itself into a business-to-business sort of cloud company. They spent they just have, sixteen billion. Yeah, that's what they have. Uh, the they still have a huge stronghold on that, which I think makes sense for Microsoft. It's very the reason this is. I mean, yes, again, this is all inside baseball, and it really is only super important for investors and 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 business business folks to to sort of keep track of, but. For those of us here down on the ground, we're just kind of using this stuff in our daily lives. It's kind of just interesting to know how these companies are fighting for a larger role in everything. Yeah. Well, it also shows you that it's interesting comparing it to Facebook, which seems to still have pretty much the ad business and not much more. Whereas Google is definitely spreading its bets across a lot of different industries. It's creeping into Microsoft territory, and then it's creeping into Amazon server territory. Yeah. And it's it's very interesting to see how these companies are growing and how it's very different from the consumer-facing thing that we all came to know it for. And we have to keep this stuff into consideration, and we have to watch it because... It starts very little, but it grows into a very big snowball. Yeah. <laughs> it once as it rolls down the hill. Uh to to go through with the metaphor. And um I, I'm just trying I'm just trying to avoid saying monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's ultimately what I'm trying to suggest is that we have to watch the stuff. Because it seems very like, oh yeah, look, Google's like supporting the oh, they're uh, whatever, throwing a bunch of money towards the Warriors. And it's like, oh, Google's the only company? Or, you know, one day it'll happen. Like like yesterday, the entire internet went out in my my tiny town. And because Comcast has a monopoly on the internet in this town at the businesses, I couldn't go to any of the small businesses and use their internet because their internet was also down. So I just, just want to... Yep. Maybe I'm taking it too far. But this is no, the end of the no, podcast we, where I've it's... had... Over an hour to like think about stuff and like Andy's been talking and I've been like, you know, analyzing all this stuff. And so this is where I've, this is what I've come to. <laughs> this is what I've driven you to. This is what, <laughs> no, it's not. Well, Andy, you do encourage it in me to think, you know, and I, I also appreciate that you create this space for me. And I, and I know it's not like, I know not everybody wants to hear Flo's conspiracy theories. No, 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 no. And how <laughs> she's devolving, but... But I think about these things every time I hear these little pieces of news because we do need to think about this in broader terms. Yeah. And being that I live in the Bay Area and I'm surrounded by people who work for these companies and I and I hear about the inside going on goings on. I'm a I'm a kid raised by Silicon Valley. Like I've seen this as a kid. I used to be like, oh, I used to think I was such a cool kid because I knew all this stuff in Silicon Valley. And now I remember. <laughs> yep. Every rise and downfall. Six Semper Tyrannis, look upon my works, ye mighty in despair. <laughs> uh, there, 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 there are just three other interesting thing, uh, things Thank for civilians. Thank you, everyone, for <laughs> no, no. my existential. <laughs> Go on, Andy. <laughs> uh, anyway, just uh, three other things that come that came out of uh, of all that. 
that are interesting to people who are not like finance wonks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the in terms of good news for Apple as a uh, for Google as a company, uh, the uh, growth of ad revenue is outpacing the what they're spending to acquire more uh, more ad revenue tra- ad traffic. Uh, at a uh, that's like the the payments that they make to distribution partners, like the 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 percentage of ad sales they give back to uh to websites the 12 billion dollars for giving to apple so they're spending a lot of money for that but they're still making more money from the ads than they are to try to uh hold on to that so that's making investment happy uh investors happy the bad news is that the quote other bets category and that's where they sweep companies like Waymo, uh, the self-driving car company and Verily their their health company, the ones that are still in uh, they're building up, they're still figuring things out. Uh uh so that's why they put they call them other bets bets as opposed to big big holes we keep just pushing more and more bales of money into into its insatiable maw where it just disappears down to a black black sulfurous hole from which we never see again. Again, they call it other bets to sort of put a more neutral spin on it. Uh, so that the losses in the other bets category is the steepest in two years. Uh, it's quote nearly doubling year after year, uh, according to I think uh, a Bloomberg report, is a one point three billion dollar loss. Uh, that's up seventy eight percent over the seven hundred and forty eight million it lost Uh-oh, a yeah, year ago. They went to the they went to the bees. They went from the M's to the bees, yeah. and that's what it. It's pretty bad. That's like EU fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, uh, oh boy! Actually, yeah. Now, if you put it that way, their their self driving their their other bets category businesses are not performing as well as their paying off European Union fines mm-hmm. business. Because I think the last thing they had to pay was five hundred and forty eight million. I think maybe quarter of, uh, year after year as opposed to quarter to quarter. Yeah, but yeah, that's not good. Um, and the last thing is that once again, the, the reason why this merits uh, this week's uh, stuff merits attention is that this is not only stuff that they have to be truthful about, but they also are required in their annual report, which came out on Tuesday, to say, well, what are what are uh, dangers that are pro- or challenges that are going to be facing the company? And they were very upfront by saying that uh, cha- there's changes in regulatory pressure and public attitudes. Uh, about privacy and that could affect their ad business um quoting the uh, annual report changes to our data privacy practices as well as changes to third-party advertising policies or practices may affect the type of ads and or manner of advertising that we are able to provide which could have an adverse effect on our business if we do not provide superior value or deliver advertisements efficiently and competitively our reputation could be affected we could see a decrease in revenue from advertisers and or experience other adverse effects to our business aka if the eu says basically makes a very common sense law about the rights of people to not have data collected or used against them or the ability to rescind a large advertising company's access uh, the, the, uh, to the data they've collected already that could be bad uh given that when you look at the big old pie chart that big old pac-man of where the revenue is coming from the pac-man chunk of it is still advertising uh pixel phones did really well 
uh, they they wanted to make sure that you knew that uh, the YouTube viewership is nearing nearing two billion monthly users, mostly uh, children watching other children unboxing toys. Yeah, and that millions uh, of Google Home devices have been sold. That's all. Oh wait, great. wait, wait, you miss you missed the fun part. The number of creators earning between ten thousand and one million dollars from YouTube grew forty percent compared to last year. <laughs> Again, all this is great. It's great. But again, if advertising goes away, uh, I, I'm saying I'm not saying that Disney is going to buy Google. I'm saying that probably Disney is going to buy Google. That's how they're going to be in trouble. I could see that happening. That could, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I could see Disney buying Google. I feel like it would be very on brand for them as well. Yes. Like as brands, they would they would coincide together pretty well. Well, uh, te- technically, again, the, the the that green android character is like a uh, animated character, and so they want to own every character in every library everywhere. Listen, so. that just means more stuff for me to buy. So I say, Disney, I think it's time you give Google a call. <laughs> and then those Waymo vehicles will just be turned into like moving pods for Disney World. <laughs> I'm just looking forward to like the, the 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 green android being like in Kingdom Hearts four or something. Oh yes, <laughs> oh yes. Help get the APK to the user's <laughs> phone so that they can use the update before it's available in the Play Store with a special <laughs> cameo by APK Mirror. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts is sure getting weird these days, folks. They're running out of storylines. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, is that I feel, it's the theme? The theme of this week's podcast is monopolies. Monopolies. Uh, Uncle Uncle Pennybags also part of Kingdom. They're going to buy that too. Bright Parker Brothers. <laughs> okay, and on that and on that note. Uh, that should probably do it's it. Time for we bow us. out. Uh, I think, I think we should just gotten use, silly. Exactly. Uh, this is just me and Andy getting silly because the thing is, we have to be serious with everybody the rest of the week and in everything that we write. So sometimes we have it. to be very sad and sad and, and hide that sadness from our public facing faces. You know, I have to say, in 2019, I haven't been as sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sad. Uh, in 2019, I haven't been as like, uh, I think my, I, I, you know what? I think we're in for a good year. Good. I told Andy, this is the year of the pig. It was the Lunar New Year yep. this week. Uh, the pig is all about rolling around in the mud and having fun. It's a steady worker. So that's what we're we're at here, folks. We're having fun and we're working steadily. There you go. Plus, you know, there, there are very few animated characters in which the pig is the bad guy. Babe, Charlotte's Web. Right. And st- I'm not going to continue before, like, you can think of what one about that's... Spider, uh, spider Pig, I guess, is a good pig. Yeah, he's a good pig. He's yeah, a, it's a good he's pig. A, he's, in the, he's a spider character. That's true. And yeah. as, as offended as I am by the fact that we've now, of course, Disney has turned Spider-Man into just a sticker you can put on, like, any product you want to sell... Spider Ham is a legacy character from the dating back from the seventies. I'm I'm very much in favor of it. Okay, uh, so <laughs> uh, definitely uh, go to relay.fm/slash/material for uh, links to all the stuff we were talking about on this show. Uh, it's also links to where you can email us, give us your comments or feedback. Uh, you can also uh, sign up for a membership. 
and that helps us out a lot. Like actually, but that actually helps out our bottom line quite nicely. Again, I, I it helps Andy buy headphones more to headphones. try out to tell it's you exactly. about. It's like next, or you can go on Twitter, like as people did last week, and say, "Why don't you, Andy? Why don't you buy a pair of these headphones and tell me how they how you like them?" Uh, because I'll, I'm so responsible to you, the listener, that I will actually go out and do that. Uh, and that we are a Material Podcast on Twitter, and we're we've got we're we don't have a T-shirt to announce, but we've definitely been talking about t-shirts that we think we should Andy have. and i have we like remember you're the pig slow and steady lots of socialization and you know andy and i are gonna lean into it uh and we've been talking a lot and and we do there's there's a lot that will be done but folks springtime will be upon us any day now you must believe in spring as tony bennett said mm-hmm. or sang so eloquently yeah that's that's after that's he left thing. his heart in san francisco there you go uh flow anything you want to you want to plug before we say goodbye uh okay i'm gonna plug a small little thing for those who are listening i am trying to keep up a blog schedule at my site um i will be posting a blog after this and so if you want to go to florenceion.com and just check in on the content once a week i would appreciate your time uh otherwise i'm also just working all over the web everywhere else and you can find out about that from me at twitter oh that flow <laughs> you can find Flo's writing at every website that has taste. It's true. I think you should uh, see all the, all the W t- or the tax forms I got in from all the. Anyway, I'm sorry. Oh God, yeah. I keep derailing that us. I keep year. derailing. Uh, see what what really what really hurts is that you know v- Valentine's Day comes after like all the 1099s come in, and it's like, oh look, my mailbox is full of tax like 1099 forms okay well but now it's valentine's so I, my mailbox is going to be full of crickets crickets yep empty crickets. every day we open it tumbleweeds and crickets oh well uh spell my last name and you can check me out on twitter on instagram and on the web at anotgo.com uh, my next uh, half hour of technology talk on boston npr is going to be next friday i think as usual, you can listen to it live. Next Friday being the fifteenth. Next Friday being the fifteenth. Yes, is that is that Valentine's Day? The day after Valentine's Day. Ah, there you go. So you can. Just, I'll be. I'll, I'll no. I'll, I'll be in a good mood because I'll probably would have gotten out of my system by then. Uh, but you can go to GBH News, wgbhnews.org uh, for past shows. I was just on last week talking about one or two subjects we covered today, but. Not being able to imagine it compressed into like five minutes and one of the hosts being scared because I'm speaking in a more apocalyptic sort of way. But you know that I'm not giggly and existential like me. (laughs) I'm just like, (laughs) anyway, it's 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 you must believe in spring, it's a nervousness and love. Yes. That's going to be it for us for this week. Thank you so much for listening to us this time. Hope you listen to us again next time. Until then, have a great seven days, everybody. Bye.